Hi, it's Daniel Lucas, and thank you for joining Chasing Energy. Today is a mini-sode, episode 39, and today I'm going to talk to you about what I went through this week, and when I say through this week, it took the majority of my week. Merry Christmas to me, by the way. Uh, so I'm going to give you a sort of play-by-play of me going through what I presume to be the new version of COVID this week, but that's really... The disease itself is not important, and and I'm not going to give you a bunch of advice on supplements to take and things like that. There's plenty of YouTube videos out there. Now, what I plan to do today is to talk to you about what you can learn from going through physical adversity. You can apply it to a lot of different adversities, but today specifically, physical ailment and disease is a big part of what what I want to talk about. I, as you know, if you follow this podcast, I'm a bit of a health nut, and yet here I am at 45, and as I've been not shy at all about, I've had some pretty serious injuries in the last year. It's been humbling, so I find myself in these positions of, I can see why people give up. They relegate themselves to being the armchair quarterback and, you know, talk about you know, that old phrase, the older I get, the better I was. And I I can definitely see the draw of that, especially when you are injured and it's something that just doesn't seem to want to rehabilitate. And you kind of think to yourself, ah, I just, I want to give up. However, there is a part of me that knows that I would not be fulfilled if I gave up against the things I'm struggling against. Some of which I've not talked about on this podcast, but I will go ahead and say one of them is a lower torn abdominal muscle that's been torn for two years and just doesn't seem to want to give me a dead gum break. So, but today we're going to talk about, I had COVID, uh, the newer version, and man, what a doozy it was. Uh, So let's start at the beginning. I volunteered on an opportunity a week ago. Uh... Two, two days after I volunteered, I was working out, which was a Monday night, about five o'clock. I noticed during that workout that I was about three reps short every single set I did. And I was about 15%, at least 15 or 20% weaker than I should have been. I felt for the most part, I felt fine. Other than I noticed I was a little bit tired. But other than that, I thought, hey, so what? I finished the workout and maybe two hours later, I started filling it in my throat. And what followed was about 48 hours of very high temperature, very serious uh, headaches and pain, fever, all those wonderful things that you've heard from other people who have had COVID. The, the only unique thing that I would say would, would be different from having, like, say, a severe flu was, and maybe this was just my imagination, but it sure felt real. This was one of the only times in my life that I could feel my kidneys. And I don't know what that means. I have felt my kidneys before uh, in a race. That's a different story. But this was one of the few times I can ever remember thinking, I feel like, this is I could point exactly to where my two kidneys are right now that they're both inflamed. 
here's what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, when it hit me, and uh, so Tuesday I started getting up and canceling my meetings and noticing that this was not going to be good and I was very much under the weather. The first thing when we get hit with adversity is that we think to ourselves, or at least I do, why me? What could I have done? You know, what if I had not been at the same spot as the person who was sick or whatever? It's no different than when I can think of the last time I blew out a tire when I was picking up a kid from swim practice and thought, you know, what are the odds that when I was parking my car, I happened to hit that one specific spot at a super slow rate and it cost me about 400 bucks because that's what two tires cost, by the way. The point of that is, is that when we are in the fight, and when I say in the fight, that means you're in the trench, okay? So in this case, I've got COVID. I've got the flu. It doesn't do any good to sit there and go in those vicious cycles of, what about this? What if I could have done that? What about this? What if I could have done that? And so the first thing that I would tell you is acceptance. Try to practice a little bit of grace and say, this is the hand I've been dealt. When you think of Viktor Frankl, one of my heroes, Viktor Frankl, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, talks about being a, you know, a Jew in, in the concentration camp. You have to accept this is where I'm at. This is what it is. The denial makes things so much worse. The Bible says... A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if you want to sort of tie those things, the point there being when you keep thinking about why me, what if this, what if that, it's best to just let go of that and accept the situation. So phase one is acceptance. Stop wondering about it and just accept this is, this is what I am. So now what am I going to do about it? The second thing I want to talk about, and this is especially, very, very specific to uh, my situation um, in terms of the, the amount of, of this particular aspect, and that is panic. Uh, when you go through COVID by yourself, meaning you are the only person in the house and no one's coming in to check on you, I will tell you, there is a it is a different experience than say, oh, my wife is in the next room oh, my friends are checking in on me every day. Oh, I've got a roommate here. No, there were times during the second night where my fever was very high that I thought, I feel like if I cough, number one, my eyeballs are going to shoot out of my head. But the second thing I thought was, if I had like an aneurysm, they wouldn't find me for a week. So the point there is, I felt that sense of panic, like, uh uh-oh. What are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's call a doctor. Let's go get some medicine. There was a part of me that felt that, and the other part of me said, no, 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 no. It would Right now, what you just need is rest. Take some deep breaths. Nothing about what I was going through that I could sense uh, led me to believe that my mortality was at risk. I could see the fear of it being thought of that way, but... I didn't feel like it was at risk. So the thing I was going to say, number two is panic is the enemy. 
when you have accepted your fate, so you have now stopped saying, well, why me? Why me? And the second part is saying, well, now I'm not going to panic about it either. I'm going to relax and embrace what's in front of me. When you think about these ace fighter pilots and people who do these amazing feats, even when I would watch the Super Bowl, I always, always am going, how is this guy, when, when you're the quarterback and you're down and it's the Super Bowl or the quarter semifinals, whatever, I think to myself, how good is this quarterback at handling pressure? Is he going to throw it away? Is he going to let them intercept it? How does he recover from when he has thrown an interception? Is this the kind of person that once he gets frazzled is done? You can kind of see this when you see fighters. When you have a fighter who's a little older and has kind of lost a few fights before, when they get hit and knocked down, they tend to be a little bit more, okay, let me recompose myself. The younger ones, when they get hit and knocked down, they tend to come back swinging for everything they got because they don't, they're basically panicking. They don't want, they don't want to go back in that position again. So that's my second point. Panic is the enemy. When you feel you're panicking, you are robbing yourself of the opportunity to have clarity and guidance as to what to do next. Gratitude. This is the other thing I had to to start going through. I, I had obviously had a lot of time to think about this when I was laying in bed. How much time do do I spend thinking about all the days that I'm not sick? Which, by the way, is a great many. I don't get sick very often at all. And I laid in that bed and thought, well, this is a lost day. I laid in this bed for 24 hours. What a complete lost day. I didn't get anything done. I missed my workout. That's how silly it was the first day when I was thinking about that. So I missed this meeting. I missed that meeting. As I sat there and realized that Monday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday was a wash. I missed my meetings. I missed, you know, all these things I was trying to get done. I thought to myself, what's the last time that I sat and was grateful for a week that I did not get sick, right? What's the last time I looked back and said, oh, wow, it's been an entire month since I got sick. And by the way, it's been more than a month. It's probably been over a year or about a year since I've been sick. So really, it was one of those things where I go, you know what? I'm not sick that much. I should be I should be counting myself blessed that I'm just having it's been this long of a run. So let's just embrace this. Disease should remind us of the fragility of life. And it should especially remind us that there is a lack of promise that tomorrow awaits you. There is no promise of tomorrow. We can die. I know some people will disagree with me here. We can die on any given day. I could have died this past week. I'm, I'm sure it's a possibility. But the point is, that sickness going through that suffering it should remind us you should not take for granted that you're going to come out of this you should not take for granted that you're not suffering in a week or two when this bug is long gone so that's that's part of the third one which was gratitude that's the third pillar so we start with acceptance with panic is the enemy we go with gratitude so basically saying okay this isn't this is a blessing look at this thing as a blessing it, we're getting it out of the way. And then what I wanted to start a 
pivoting is now you're starting to get to where you've got your feet on the ground, right? And you're you're channeling, I am now taking on this adversity. I've made peace with the fact that I have to take it on. And that is to embrace adversity as a chance to highlight your character. Now, highlight your character is a I use that word because what you may think your character is under pressure and what it turns out to be may be two different things entirely. You don't really know until you're in the situation. We all like to think that we'll be this super cool Navy SEAL under pressure, but I can I can attest. There's plenty of people that when the crap hits the fan, they just throw their arms up and raise their voice and start panicking. This is what I mean by it's going to highlight who you actually are. This was one of the favorite things I used to tell people about ultras was you could kind of see inside someone's soul the last 50 miles of a 100 miler because there is no more ego anymore. It's all been pulled away. You're so tired. You're so exhausted that now it's just sort of you and the desire to move forward. So what disease does and that I embraced it was I thought to myself, this is a chance for me to find out, highlight who it is I really am underneath all the comfort and routines because this was definitely not either one of those things. The other part was I thought to myself, as a father, I want to show my children that I'm capable of suffering. Think about that as, as a parent that is a big part of what we need to show our children. People don't like to talk about this, which is when you are going through sickness, yeah, as a parent, none of us want to be a, a bother to anybody. Heck, I didn't want to be a bother to my friends. So that's part of why I didn't call any of them and tell them to check on me. I was like, I don't want them to have to bring me something. I can do it myself. So the, the next part is embrace the adversity is a chance to develop your character. And it is not the same as highlighting your character. Highlighting is showing who you really are. But now that you are seeing who you are and you're you're in a new challenge, look at this new challenge to say, not only do I see who I am, but this is a chance to make me better. Okay? And it goes back to, again, embracing, I'm here, I'm going to deal with this thing. And I'm going to deal with it in a way that I'd be very proud of myself when it's done. That's, that's ex- by the way, that's almost exactly the way I think when I'm going through adversity is how could I be proud of this when I've done? Whether it's in your relationships, when you're dealing with a conflict, whether it was when it was, I was in a race, uh, there were some uh, you know, big projects at work and ethical things where I had to sit back and go, what could I hold myself high? Uh, Berkshire Hathaway owned one of the companies I used to work for and Warren Buffett used to say, any decision you make, you should be okay with being on the front page of the paper tomorrow, right? So that's what I mean by, you know, you think about the person you're trying to develop. How is this going to make you into that person? Ultimately, and going back to my, me being a fan of stoicism here, ultimately challenges like this disease for me and for you, Ultimately, it's to prepare you for being brave enough to face your death. I do not kid myself when there are like 
this week when I was laying in bed, I thought to myself, there'll be a day where I will not be able to beat this anymore. There will be a day that it will not, there won't be another day for me after this. And when that day is coming, I want to be able to show my children that I can be brave, that I've leveraged the challenges that I have dealt with my entire life in order to finally go into the final challenge and show that I can be brave about it and that I can face it head on, not fearfully. So this is the thing that I, another thing that I don't hear much uh, about, which is asking yourself with genuine curiosity, what insights and enlightenments await me and how can I, how can I gain them? And so I tend to, with genuine curiosity go, I wonder what, what I'm going to think about this. I wonder what I'm going to change about my workouts. I wonder what I'm going to change about my lifestyle. I actually did have a couple of epiphanies while I was laying there about, and I'll, I'll share those in a New Year's mini-sode about what I want to change for next year. But I actually did have a couple of ideas of, you know, there's some stuff I've been doing this year that I thought was serving me and maybe it did to a point, but it's time to change that and pivot to the next level. I think I think you're ready to, to go to the next level. Again, I will get to that in a New Year's episode. Today's not the day for that. So here is the key theme. Here's the key theme that I want you to take away today. And that is this. How can I leverage my present constraints for a more fulfilling future? I'm going to say that one more time. How can I leverage my present constraints for a more fulfilling future? Now, your present constraints, in this case, I was sitting there fighting through a fever. When I think about fulfilling future, if you've ever heard me digress on fulfillment versus happiness, fulfillment is generally only comes if you face an adversity. And in my case, I actually came up with several little clever things that I was thinking, what could I get done here that will make me have a better tomorrow. Well, one thing, and this is gonna sound silly, but it was one thing that was within my control. That was what I was going through was, this, is this in my control? Is that in my control? That would be this. Uh, every six months to a year, I do a two week caffeine fast. There's a lot of science behind it. I'm not gonna get into it today, but it has to do with resetting your adenosine receptors. I thought to myself, I've already been in bed for a day. I can't taste anything at all. I did not, by the way, I did not lose my sense of taste and smell like most people talk about. I, at least I don't think so. I, I'm, but I, you're, when you're that stopped up and there's so much sinus drainage and stuff, it's relatively mute point. So I thought to myself, why not go ahead and do a caffeine de detox? Because I've already made it through the worst thing, which is the first day, by the way. And I've got splitting headaches right now, no matter what. Well, that's what I kind of dread when I go through a caffeine detox is, you know, a day of headache and then missing my coffee. Well, in this case, I'm really not going to miss it because right now I'm craving some herbal tea anyway. So what I did was I said, okay, in a week, I'll be back on my feet and I'll be a week into a caffeine fast, which by the way is today. Uh, I've actually been well over a week now without any caffeine at all. I have not missed it at all uh, just because I was already kind of beat up and worn down from, from the COVID. So it wasn't that big a deal for me to do without. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to pretend it was actually that hard. It really wasn't. Uh, 
So the uh, I want to wrap it up on this note here about developing your character. And so let's review a little bit here. What What did you learn when you got the disease? Well, we started with acceptance. We talked about Viktor Frankl. We talked about not giving in to panic. We talked about gratitude. Are we giving gratitude on the weeks that we're not sick? Then we talked about how do we highlight our true character? That's one thing. And then as we're continuing to go this, we say, how is this going to develop my character to the next level that I aspire to do? Because we are human beings, we need to be growing. And yes, yeah, some of that's seasonal, but in the end, we always need to be growing. So we have our development of character and then leveraging that curiosity of saying, what are the kind of enlightenments that I'm going to get out of this that are going to make me more fulfilled tomorrow? And it may be something so simple as, you know, a week after you're out of it, you say, man, I will not take my health for granted. Or I know I complain about exercising, but really it's a privilege to be able to exercise and not feel like absolute crap. I could certainly eat up another 20 minutes of your time talking about just how sore I was from the first day out of bed where I did a couple of basic stretches and could bear <laughs> it. My muscles were like so tight that the slightest stretches I did 10 hours later, I felt like every part that I stretched was cramping for about a day. Super humbling, super humbling. I mean, I think about the, you know, my friends who talk about how two weeks, three weeks after they had COVID, they were trying to go for a jog and they were still winded. So I don't know if I will have that problem. It's too soon to say, but what I can say is my muscles were tender to the touch. Tender, tender to the touch. And what, by the way, one of those insights for a more fulfilling tomorrow was that I thought to myself, I definitely want to get this abdominal thing. I, I've, I've talked about it. I've seen a few specialists, but it bothered me a lot when I was coughing. I mean, I had one hand on that same torn spot the whole time I was coughing, thinking, please, God, don't let this thing rip a third time. Okay, so the last part that I want to highlight before we end this episode is the need to acknowledge, reflect, and adapt. And I'm kind of bundling those together for the interest of time, if you will. But Acknowledge meaning you look at everything that has occurred, you accept what has occurred. You reflect on maybe what you should have done, uh, what you will do next time. And then when you adapt, you put practices in place so that you've learned from the mistakes or you've learned from the opportunity. You don't have to make a mistake to have a challenge. I don't necessarily feel like I mis made a mistake when I got COVID, uh, but there are strategies for adapting that you can take out of it to say, okay, what have I learned from this that's going to lead to a better tomorrow? And that's kind of what I want you to get away from this podcast is to you walk away and go, okay, Daniel gave me some tips on how I could have a better tomorrow. Some of them I kind of already knew, some of them I didn't, but he kind of gave me an order that says this is the way that he thinks about it. What could I learn from that? And challenge me if you think that something in there is superfluous or that I need an extra step. This is not a perfected system. This is me just trying to help you live a better life, fueling a life worth living. So that's what I have for you today. 
I'd be more than happy to handle any questions you may have. You can reach me at the Chasing Energy website. Chasing.energy is the website. Chasing.energy. There's a newsletter there. Subscribe. It will be a two-way communication so that if you subscribe, you'll have a chance to ask me questions about future episodes or maybe about my routines. Whatever you want to know, I'm happy to share. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I enjoyed it. It's a blessing. And I hope that it gives you a little bit of insights for your next challenge. And what I really hope is that when you find yourself facing adversity, you'll at least look at this protocol that I use and say to yourself, "Ah, you know, some of this might help me right now. Till next time, have a great day. Be well. Thank you.